Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson presents guest host Sam Led, intuitive coach and author. Harley David, there he is. There you are. There. Hey, Daniel. Hey, you handsome son of a bitch. Look at you. Look at you. And I, well, listen, I'm not cool enough. You got the Harley Davidson thing. My, uh, my uncle has a whole bike. bunch of them. I ride bikes. That's why. That's all. You got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been in a few motorcycle accidents. That's okay. It's all right. Uh, I'm already got it on record, so but don't get uh, too frazzled with that. Um, Sorry about the um, earlier. My my partner, oh. she has um, she's a, a photographer and, and coach, and um, one of her clients came down from L.A. to Santa Barbara and was doing a whole fashion shoot. So this whole my whole office is filled with clothing right now. <laughs> Oh, that's so, is it. Is it clothing that you can wear? Is that okay? No, no, that was no. Nice. It's uh, one of our her one of her clients is a lovely guy. He's um, he's also a coach. He's a three principles coach. It's the understanding that I share, and he's he just came up from uh, actually Malibu Canyon uh, for the day to do a photo shoot, um, and so yeah, it's his. It's like his bed. It, it's it's his um, his changing room. Yeah, because in yeah Cal in in Santa Barbara the price of real estate is so expensive that we it's like new york prices so our places are nice but small uh that's why i live here in delaware so <laughs> that's that crap because uh, where are you where in delaware are you uh we live near the like 20 minutes north of uh, rehoboth beach uh okay. so i'm right i'm right near the water uh far enough away that we don't have to deal with too much but uh, too close because we have all the traffic. We have a highway that goes right past our development, and it's uh, you can't go anywhere on a Sunday because everybody's leaving, and you, you just can't leave if you can't go anywhere. So well, it's like Santa Barbara, all the you know the beaches right here. So everyone from LA, it's like the, it's like the Hamptons for for all the LA Los Angeles you know all the LA folks that come up for the weekend. Sure. So you can't go south on the freeway going back. It's the same thing, kind of. So you're stuck. Yeah, it's okay to be stuck here though. <laughs> yeah, it's so, okay to be stuck here as well. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I love Delaware. It's I, um, the Delaware River Gap. There's some hiking, gorgeous stuff around there. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about hiking. <laughs> uh, diabetic, so I don't go out uh, hiking that much. I do exercise, but not not doing. Can't do mm -hmm. any hiking. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Um, so you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to make this interview basically. All about you. I'm going to let you do all the talking in case I, unless something comes up that I'm going to uh, interject with or, or add to. Uh, well, before but, we begin, I, if, if I could just, you know, I, um, your work is profound and I don't know you, but I do. I kind of like, you know, you're, you're the real deal. We're, we're on the same page. Yeah, we're, we're okay. We, we get it. We understand what's, uh, what's going on in the world and what's, it's a blessing and a curse. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, all at the same time, uh, and uh, there's nothing we can actually do about it. Uh, well, I mean, we can. We can try to get people on board to to change the world, but uh, it's it's a it's a slow road, slow road because we gotta. It's gonna take one at a time, more or less. But if we can get them in masses, that would be great. If we all get right, them in masses, so, uh, I'm gonna just announce my show real quick. Okay. Uh, so, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? It's just Led. Lead, yep. Okay. Yep. Wait, let me put this. Wait a second. Oh, is that too far away? Let's see. Um, I'll show you a view of the. You can't see the ocean, but. Right. No, can't see the ocean. I see yeah, a yeah. sun. <laughs> Very bright outside. Yeah, it's uh, gorgeous today. Just started raining here, so. Mm. 
We need it. Bring it. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, all right. Hello and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Me. Um, got a special guest on my show today. His name is Sam Led. Uh, Sam, I guess, could I call you a life coach more or less? Or, or call me or, whatever you want. Just, uh, just be, <laughs> you, you know. Describe to me, describe to the audience mm -hmm. what you consider yourself to be. Well, I guess the title would be if um, being nice to myself, it's a transformative coach, transformational coach. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's very different from straight ahead coaching. Uh, because from art, the philosophy um, that that transformative coaches that the the ones that that are really doing the good work, um, we look at our clients as as uh, not broken. It's, uh, there's nothing Got to it. fix. There's nothing to, yeah, there's nothing to change. Yeah, they're just they're just uh, just making changes in their life. No, uh, you don't have to be broken. You can just make changes in your life and uh, to uh, to make your your yourself and your path a little bit better. That's all. It, it, exactly. Uh, it, it's it's more like looking at and, and pointing back to who you are and, and what you're capable of. Right. Not trying to, to improve or streamline or, or, or create something that you're not. And, you know, with traditional therapy, when we're looking at, at, at the, the big picture, a lot of times, you know, we get stigmatized for the fact that, that although therapy is great for some people, we're looking at what's broken. We spend all the time on what's broken, what we need to fix and change, instead of looking at what's right. And we can strengthen what's right with the person and what's powerful with the person. Then, then we're, we, we, we've gotten somewhere. And, and that's, that's where I point to with my clients. Yeah. And intuitively yeah, as well, because I'm also, you know, I, I am also, I, call, I guess would be intuitive mindset transformational coach. Say that five times fast. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass on that one. Yeah, right. The, the, the psychology world has brought it out. They, they want us to think that we are broken people. Uh, so more or less that we can more uh, rely on them to fix us. Uh, Innocently, though. I mean, yeah. there's some, they're, they're really, for, for the most part, not everybody, uh, therapists, you know, uh, psychotherapists, psychologists are well-meaning people that want to do the good work, want to help people, but they're conditioning. And, and I go back to the yeah. fact why the work that I do is powerful because I love my clients and I love people um, is, is that, that we, we go back to how we're conditioned into our belief systems and conditioning is uh, dangerous because yeah. it's, it's not truth. No, it's, it's not. not that's what I profess to everyone that I do. I talk to. Uh, they have everything that we've known in our entire lives. They have taught us. We we've taught this, been taught this throughout the world. Uh, you know, as me being a, a medium, you know, children are 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 somewhat born with this gift as well. They they come in. They're not born with it. You come into the world with it because you're new from where you came from, not because this isn't home. And they they know these things. They see these things. But then they get taught the ways of the world. And when they get taught the ways of the world, that pure of heart goes away. And then all that stuff goes away. And then, you know, because, you know, my thing is I, I tell people, um, if you take two children of uh, the age of two years old of every race, creed, and color and put them in one, one big giant room and then take two of them, turn them around and say, okay, I want you to point to me. Who do you hate? They're going to look at you like, 
I don't know what you're talking about because they haven't learned how to hate anybody yet. You know, and and that's and hate, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, pain, anguish, all that stuff. We learned how to have all that stuff. It's not it didn't come into this world with you and it doesn't have to leave with you as well. Uh, but, you know, so why do we carry it around here? So what do you do to uh, to rectify that? By not rectifying it, I guess, um, and, and pointing back again to what you just Good mentioned, you. Which, is be- which is which is beautiful. Yes. And, and so and it's interesting you mentioned about kids because. If you've ever, and I have a, I have a niece and nephew up in New York, and, and very close to them, and they're and they're they're smarter than I am. Um, that that kids are are they? If you watch them when like my my niece, she's when she was younger, she's eight now. When she was a, a toddler, she would have a temp, temper tantrum, right? Sure. And 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 it was like fire and brimstone. It was like the world's coming to an end. Oh. Absolutely. And and then yeah, and you, you we've all seen it in, in our, our our whether you have kids or you have friends that have kids, and then two minutes later it's like it never happened. Yeah. So how do you explain that? Well, right. how you can explain it is is that their cortex is you know our brain is like a supercomputer. It's like your laptop computer. It's like your your um, your cell phone, your your Android device, and and it's only as it's it's only going to work as what we put into it. It's like right. we're putting in these thought programs. It's like a, th- a floppy disk we're inserting into our hard drive that's, that is taking that data and then packaging it up and then using it, storing it like, like a computer. Right. And, and the computer is only as good if you look at, think of, and I love metaphors, especially computer metaphors with our, our super brain, our supercomputer. We, we, um, the computer is only as good if you plug it in, right? The same thing yes. with our brains. Yes. So kids are, are you're not they, using, they, go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, if you're not using it, you're not using it. But kids kids tend to use it a lot quicker. They pick up so many things. And I tell that to people. You know, your kids are, are picking up everything that you're doing, not just the little tiny bits that you think. You can't even, you can't hide things from kids because they pick up on it. They watch it, and then they store it inside them. And then, and then what happens? It it comes out later. But let me take that one step deeper because uh, the difference, in addition to what you mentioned, is is that as we get older, our our, our brain very innocently, because it's being filled up with all this data, conditioning school, the school we went to, and how we were raised, and this is you know the the town we were raised in, etc. And then our you know our, our our Judeo-Christian spiritual beliefs that have been been pumped into us. Uh, we, we've been cloud. So what ends up happening is our brain starts to interfere. Thought starts to contaminate or gets involved too much, like a like a helicopter parent, right? The brain becomes right. that helicopter parent innocently because it doesn't know better. The brain right. loves you. The brain's just trying to keep us safe. But kids are not contaminated by that that degree of 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 stimulus of of input the floppy disk thought programs of conditioned belief in systems and how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to behave and this that and the other and and when the work that i do points back to what we knew when we're born is that we are a spiritual being in a physical machine yep moderated scripted and 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 narrated moderated narrated the same thing by a a machine that's trying to keep you safe 
but it's making it up. It's, it's illusory. And we think it's real when we are getting, when we're caught up, when we're scared and we take the bait that the brain's giving us. And, and when we see that it's all made up, we don't have to believe it all. We don't have to believe right. all the, and that's, and, and that's, and the brain likes to complicate everything, but it's really that simple. We're just one thought away from mental health. We are just literally one thought away from mental well-being because all of us have innate well-being within us. That's our default state. That's our true north. That's who we are. And yeah. Daniel, as you, as, as an intuitive, as a brilliant intuitive and medium and counselor and person who loves people, who sees people, who really sees people, can, can, can also probably uh, testify to the fact that, that who we are is love, our true nature underneath yes. things. If you, if you go underneath the noise of our thinking, you see infinite potential, you see resilience, you see love, you see calm. That's who we all of us are. I don't care if you're in prison. That's where we came from. That's where we came from. Divine, the divine light of who we are is, is infinite. And, where we and came I, from, there's, there's, where we came from, there is no hate, there's no anger, sorrow, grief, guilt. There, and people just can't imagine their lives without that, but they need to imagine their lives without that. I, I tell them all the time, you know, uh, somebody talks about the, their, their depression or their anxiety. Well, it's just like if I was, if you were an alcoholic and I was me, I would say, hey, Sam, you know, I can take you to classes and I can take you to AA and do all that stuff. But it doesn't mean anything unless you choose to let it go, unless you choose to decide to stop drinking. Then at that point, then we can move forward together. Forget all the other stuff because it's not what we don't need to focus on everything else that, that happened during being an alcoholic. We need to just move forward and let it all go. But people have to make these choices in order to let it go. Uh, and they and a lot of them say, well, I can't do that. And I say, no, it's not that you can't do it. It's just that you won't do it because they want to hold on to it for some reason. But, you know, like negative people in your life, you know, you've had negative people in your life. If you have them in your life, let them go. There's nothing in a book that says you have to talk to anybody if you don't want to. So let them go. But uh, that's hard really to, well said. Yeah. I love, what, I love what you said there because it's so true. If, can I share something? Uh, just a yes, absolutely. About, it's interesting that, you, Daniel, you must be you must be psychic. <laughs> I worked um, as, a, as a transformational coach in the recovery community for, for many years, as doing, seeing private clients and down in Malibu. Um, and, and it's interesting. Addiction is, 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 is the same thing as any other thought program that we've pre-installed into our hard drive. There might be some, some, some neurochemical predisposition. There may be some genetic neurochemical sure. predisposition. Sure. Maybe a marker, a trigger, but that doesn't mean anything. And, and, and for a lot of people, that's hard to hear when they, when they see that there, there's nothing. And hear me out. There's 100% nothing wrong with someone who has the label of addiction. There's nothing wrong with them. No. 100% nothing. There's, they're not broken. They're not, they don't no. have to, you know, the, and that's the danger. And I'm getting on my bully pulpit of the 12 principles uh, of the 12 principles of the 12 steps, because they, they basically for for innocently are saying, you know, you're broken admit to you're broken admit to the mistakes you made and what you did wrong and that you have to surrender yourself to higher power. No, 
you are the higher power. We are the higher right. power. There right. is God within all of us. There is there is right. Nirvana within all of us. And when, when I, so I was working um, one of my favorite clients, um, young man. This is about six years ago, in his late twenties. He dropped out of law school because he was he got into, he had he got a couple of DUIs and he couldn't you know stop drinking and he that's why he was there. And he felt really hopeless. He's like, I said, so what's your plan? What are you going to do next once you once this this program is over? He's like, I don't know. You know, I I I don't have any confidence in myself to go back to law school because I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up again. I said, What do you mean you're gonna mess up again? He's uh, like, Because you know where I'm going with this, right? I said, <laughs> that was I it. said, I said, tell me when. You, so I so tell I so I said to him, and a brilliant guy, Daniel, brilliant guy, like. You know, you, you could see he loves the law. You could see that he's just got this passion for this work. Whatever. He didn't have any faith in himself. Well, well, more than that, he took on the conditioning of, of that he's an addict. One. Yeah. And I'm not going to get into, you know, again, rebuilt for the most part, people that want to help others with these issues mean well. But we're doing people a disjustice. We are. Injustice. Is it a dis- I don't think that's a word. An injustice by by stigmatizing them and labeling them as an addict, putting them in these facilities, yeah. and then saying, you're broken. You're going to have to deal with this. You're an addict. You, you're going to have to be careful where you walk. You can't walk past a bar or you, you know, you need to, you need to do all this stuff because you know, it's never going to go yeah, away. You, yes, you can. <laughs> it's total hogwash, malarkey, right. nonsense. And when I said to him, I said, so tell me when you not had this last week, tell me all the times when you not had hopeless thinking, tell me when you just felt good for no reason. He smiled at me. He's like, oh yeah. I said, are you an addict all the time? I mean, you know, I'm Sam, you know, and and you're so-and-so most of the time. And you, I think you probably have two or three meals a day and you probably, you know, do certain things during your day that you do certain things during your day, but are you an addict all the time? Are you depressed all the time? Are you I said, no, he said, no. I said, point me to the, to the hours in the day that you just feeling good and you don't even know why. He said, okay. So we went through that. I said, well, my job is to point you back there more often. Forget all the conditioning about, about how much of an, uh, you know, how much broken you are and what you need to do and medication you need to take. Let's just focus on the present moment right now. Right now, we're two blokes talking, having a great conversation, just having fun. You're so-and-so and I'm Sam. We're just two human beings. How does that feel right now? He's like, fine, calm. I just feel like myself. I said, exactly, because that's who you are. Right. You're not so-and-so the addict that has to deal with this. You can choose to not to see all that addictive thought programs when you get caught up, when we get anxious, we get overwhelmed. And then when you get overwhelmed and anxious, you can see that's a thought program that's been pre-installed into your hard drive of your computer that is completely made up, feels real because what do we do? We feel our thinking, right? Anxiety feels real. I mean, you know, I, I've suffered myself from terrible anxiety and ADHD and all the whole thing, but that doesn't mean that I'm, that's who I am. No, I just have a whole bunch of thinking on board, a whole bunch of anxiety thinking and thought programs running through me in the moment. It's like, and so, so I said this to him and I said, you know, 
just because, you know, all of us having anxious thinking, all of us have, you know, fear and loathing thinking, pick your doom and gloom, you know, end of the world, fire and brimstone thought processes that we all, you know, we all experience. We all do it, but it doesn't mean that we have to believe it. Because when you understand how the mind really works, right. that we are not, we are not experiencing the world of the outside in our circumstances. We are experiencing this world called thought, that it's like a virtual reality simulation. That once we take off these Oculus glasses and get present, we see, we see the racket the brain is taking, the road the, the road the brain is taking us down on of nonsense because our brain is the greatest, you know, every brain out there should, should get a honorary Academy award for the greatest melodrama because in the 100%, even if it feels real, even if you're broke, even if you're sick, even if you're, you're alone, 100% of, of your reality is being narrated by this computer called your brain that is trying to keep you safe, but it glitches like all computers. And, sure. and when we see that we have better awareness that we yeah. don't have to fix ourselves because we drop into that moment of, of presence all day long. We just don't pay attention to it enough. We're just not yeah. paying because the noise up here is so loud. It's just like Las Vegas up here and it's down here. It's just quiet. And we think the quiet is, is not important, but the quiet is. Everywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I can totally, uh, totally uh, go into exactly what, uh, what that guy was feeling. I used to be uh, in a motorcycle club at one point. Uh, they were all about, uh, they were all ex-drug addicts and, and alcoholics, although while I was with them, uh, they were always going to AA, always talking about, oh, we're all addicts, we're all addicts, no matter, right. we're, we're all addicts, we're all addicts. And then in the end, I ended up quitting the club uh, uh, for a, a, one big reason was because uh, one of them told me, you're not like us. I was, I, just about to, I was about to mention that. That's so funny. You just yeah. They said, you're not like us, and I said, oh, I said, oh, I know. I said I didn't. Uh, alcohol and drugs didn't take over my life. I quit drinking because I'm a diabetic, uh, and I wasn't a real big drinker. But I said I just can't do it anymore. And I said, yeah, that's why you're not like us because it didn't ruin your life. I said, well, I didn't let it ruin my life. I said, you don't have to let it ruin your life either. I said they kept saying, oh, it's a this is a disease. I said, no, this is a choice. I said, I have diabetes. That's a disease. You choose to put alcohol or drugs into your system. You don't wake up as a baby and go, oh, I'm going to drink today. And no, you just, you, you're surrounded by that and that's what you do. But uh, yeah, the, and they were, no matter what, they wanted you to go to AA. So I had to go to AA with them and they were always saying, Oh, did you ever drink in your life? Oh, yes. Well, oh, then you're an addict. I said, no, I'm not an addict. But uh, they, that, that was interesting. You know, I had the same. So, and there's and there's and there's where um, traditional that's, recovery programs. That's where the that's where the power and the control sets in. Exactly. And what is control and power? It's up here. Yes. And and once when, when when especially my clients who've been or in recovery finally get it. Like they're wrapped around in this egoic, you know, uh, um, dance of judgment. And, you know, for your example, well, you're not an addict. How do you know what we're going through? Well, right. What does that mean? That's all judgment and, 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 and critique. Once, and the reason why they're doing it is, is it, it's all innocent. It's all psychologically innocent. Um, right. Once they really kind of see how the mind, 
when you when you when you share with them that they're not broken and then there's some some pushback it's because they're trying to figure out what I'm the brain can't understand what we point what I'm pointing to with this because the brain is a conceptually driven uh, intellectual machine that that um, that is, is this analytical thing it's it, 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 it doesn't understand the world outside of the form right and, and when we and that, and that when we see that that whole that whole process to how the brain is working is completely all made up, and that even that that phrase, "Oh, you're not an act," that's all made up. Addiction's all made up. All of it's all made up. What is true? What is true is the present moment. What is true right. is everything else is is made up. And once people see how mind works and how the system works, the system's not broken. We just are using the equipment the wrong way. Yeah, think about that. Um, we uh, we have uh, the the problem with us is we have relinquished the power over to everyone else to because the, we have been brought up or or thought to brought be brought up as uh, they have control of everything and we rely on them for everything and we need to stop doing that and we can do it on our own if we choose to but most people just choose not to they think oh well. They'll take care of everything for me. No, not really. I think I think what happened, what what changes people. I've had client, you know, I've had clients walk out of my sessions and be like, "This guy, what does he know? What is <laughs> my problem?" He's like, you know, I and and I look, I I see everybody is perfect. I know, like, what is this guy? You know, some kind of holy roller. Like, what is this guy on? I'm like, part of that, what is is their conditioning, right? And, and who blames them, right? But when you start to let go of conditioning. I'm not talking. I'm I'm talking about the belief systems, like what we're what we're talking about right now. Yeah, that, everything that, that that causes. I just my East Coast just came out right there. I don't know if you heard it. That ca- ca- but you're like more Philadelphia, so you say on. Okay. Uh, yeah, from Jersey actually, but Jersey, South Jersey, right? Philadelphia. Yeah, my mom and dad were from Philly. Yeah. Yes. So you say on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. On or water. Yeah, you, how you doing? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we go down and play by the creek. Yeah, it's a by creek. the creek. Right, yeah. right, right. right. <laughs> I, I, I love, uh, I love that area because I have family from there too. Anyways, um, so, so once, once a, a client sees like that they've taken the bait innocently and they they see the racket, they see the game, yeah. they see, they understand like that's all made up, and I've just been fed a whole bunch of conditioning that at any moment I can let go of because right. I see my true nature all day long and Sam over there is pointing to my true nature and just reminding me who I am. Let me turn close this real quick. I can hear outside of, of, of who, who I am, which is good, which is a bright shining light, which is love, which is kind, which is successful, which is um, resilient and hopeful. And I can go on and on and on. Um, that's that's what all the great sages pointed to. Jesus, Buddha, Maharishi, name you know, name your favorite all star deity or or you know. Um, well, uh, I think the biggest problem we we have uh, and I have with people is uh, is fighting the pushback uh, be- because this is all they've ever known. This is all they've ever understood, and uh, and getting them away from that is. Uh, is a challenge, but it's not a challenge that can't be overcome. You know, it's interesting. The the 
because we know that the brain likes to overcomplicate everything, and it is this simple, Daniel. You know it. You yeah. you, you 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 got it a decades ago. I tell you, if you want to choose not to do something, all you have to do is not do it anymore. It's that simple. Right. But and then, so what's interesting is that it's like, so the conversation and every conversation with pushback, right? And and you've worked with a lot of pushback. You know, our, our being a being a, a spiritual being, an intuitive, a clairvoyant, a medium that has this gift that we all have. But you know. You're 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 like the the Porsche, you know, you you've you've fine tuned it or like the Steinway piano. You've you've harnessed it because you 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 see it. Whereas see it from the other side. And the signal, the signal that that you pick up, that that divine signal, we all see. But just like you know, a radio station that's far away, there's multipath distortion. That multipath distortion is the pushback, is the judgment, yes. is the ego is the the noise up in the brain when we think from our when we think from our thinking when we when we use our brain to figure out our problems to problem solve to to find clarity uh when we, we experience a major loss in our life we all fall flat on our butt why because all the great things that happen all the great decisions we make all the the reason why we fall in love we meet the love of our life or we find that great job or you name your success story or whatever it is, is when we drop into the present moment, when we drop into that, that space before thought, the space right. within. And, and so what happens with the pushback is when you just share with them your own story, you know, share from our experience, from my experience, you know, how I was able to see this. And I still have my, my frailties. <laughs> I'm still yeah, a, a human, right? Sure. I'm still perfectly imperfect. Um, once we're able to see that, um, how the mind works, how the system works, the system's perfectly designed to work this way. And then when we're, when we're feeling anxious, overwhelmed, depressed, that's not signaling us to believe that thinking in the moment, even if it feels real because it's, the brain is finding a fault. The brain always needs to find a fall guy because it's a computer. It has to find some kind of solution to the equation, right? Right. Because of that, it's going to point to your lack of money in your bank account, or that you're alone, or or that that you're, um, you know, you don't have kids, or that you you have you know diabetes or whatever it is, right? But That's once it. you see that the brain doesn't know any better, because it thinks by doing that it's keeping us safe, because it can't tell the difference between a ham sandwich and a saber tooth tiger, and and um, no money in the bank account. It can't. It's a pattern recognizer. It's it's a computer. It, our soul, our conscious soul, that's where it comes from. And when people see that, like even hard to treat folks that, that are really resistant, once they see it, it's like, oh man. It's like, yeah. Uh, once, once they experience a little bit of learning to let it go, then they want more of it. And hopefully they, they're able to... Uh, <clears throat> to release themselves to be able to get more of it. Uh, but, uh, and the one thing I never try to do is I, I don't give up on anyone. There, there, there's always some hope there for every single person. Uh, they just have to believe in it themselves as well. How long, how long have you been a medium for many 
many years. No, I have not. <laughs> oh no. Well, no. You uh, have well, been, but you haven't been practicing. Yeah. You haven't been a. You didn't haven't. You didn't hang up your shingle. Uh, um, and actually doing I, it as a. Uh, I've seen spirit my entire life. I just didn't know why. Uh, but everything came to fruition for me uh, right before my 50th birthday. I'm 54 now. <clears throat> so everything. Oh, you're young. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you say so. And, uh, but yeah, everything that I know and everything I've been telling everybody, I've only known it for four years. I get uh, everything that I know I get from spirit. I get from my guides. I, I've never read a Bible and I know all it's for me. It's really strange. I go to bed, I wake up in the morning and I just know more stuff. It's uh, it's amazing, uh, uh, but yeah. And then my thing is just trying to to help people with that same knowledge. But the one thing I always hear from people after I get done talking with them, they say, "Man, that's a lot. I got to think about. It. That's so much to think about." And I said, "Yeah, because no one's ever told you these things before because you're conditioned by the world. They and so they need to." We need to recondition, we need or uncondition, and then we need to teach ourselves differently. And you could take that one step further. Because <clears throat> this is because it, it it's it's yeah. And you're not gonna get it from any of that thinking. You're gonna get it tomorrow morning when it's really quiet and all of a sudden yeah. some wisdoms. So like when you haven't let the world come in. That's exactly right. And and so you know that's that's why. When I come in, in, when I come up against resistance with this, these teachings, and I, and I don't know if I mentioned this to you um, in the, our pre-interview um, email exchange, um, that the, you know, the work that I share is based on the understanding of the three principles that was um, initially found by uh, founded, um, discovered by this gentleman named Sidney Banks, who's this very ordinary, blue-collar welder from British Columbia, who was really fighting against himself for, for decades, kind, generous man, but he was really tortured. He, he never, there was always drama going on and he was very insecure, but he was a good man. And one day he was having a conversation with uh, one of his coworkers and he said, said something like, you know, um, you know, do you think that, you know, do you think that I, I should continue doing this work, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling, you know, you know, I'm not feeling good about what I'm doing right now as, cause he was head of the, I think the welders union in outside of Vancouver, this is in the early seventies. And, and the guys, the, his friend sitting next to him, they're both like, you know, this is their lunch break. And, and the guy looked, his friend looked at him and he started laughing and Sid said, what's so funny. He's like, you know, Sid, you really, you know, you, you're, you think you're insecure, you know, you, you think you're insecure, but you're really not. That's just momentary insecurity. And all of a sudden the light bulb went on and, and, and um, Sid was changed forever. And he saw that, 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 you know, we're not the sum total of our thinking that right. it's all made up. Who we are is divine. That yeah. underneath the noise of our, of our brain, of our, <clears throat> our thinking, there's this, this 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 bright light this 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 um our true nature is is just well-being yeah hard stop yeah uh like the some of the things i tell people all the time i say you know you're you're wonderful you're good enough we're all good enough to do absolutely anything we want to do in this world but we just have to have faith in that we have to we have to stop 
with the thinking of everyone else has control of us and and let all that go. We, we, are, we are so powerful. We are such powerful beings. But we've been taught the ways of the world that we're not good enough for anything. We cannot do anything we want to do. And uh, we're going to let the world uh, dictate what we're going to do. And we just we have to get away from that. We, we're not that. And, and, and the sooner that we stand up and decide we're not going to take it anymore, uh, the better this place is going to be, the better this world is going to be. Uh, you know, I always say uh, we all live on the same planet. No one's going anywhere anytime soon. We better start to get along with each other before we annihilate each other, because that's it seems like that's where we're heading. But the only way it's going to they are the only place it's going to start is with us and, and within ourselves. Hi. I'm Daniel Jackson of Spirit Medium Daniel. Are you unsure of the path your life is taking? Do you need spiritual advice? Come book a reading with me and I will put your mind at ease and your worries to rest. www.spiritmediumdaniel.com Well said. And in in addition to that, um, you know, if we look at our our life moment to moment instead of instead of future fantasy thinking about what am I going to do next? You know, I can't pay the bills. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, we're, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to have, you know, all thinking, the thing about thinking and, and thought that I, that I share with my clients and in, in, in the videos that I do in my podcasts, the fearless now is that, that thought and thinking is moving through us and we have absolutely no control of it, that we can do all kinds of thought stopping techniques, tapping, NLP, cognitive behavioral therapy, and 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 that might be temporary. They might have a temporary um, um, response where where they are thinking quiets down a little bit, but it always comes back to thought. And the more we see that, the more we don't have to use a technique to calm our thinking down. And right. The, and the way we do that is by sitting still with it, knowing that you know, like. Think about it as this. We are the sky. And thought and thinking, especially if it's insecure thought or we just get caught up in a low mood and, and our brain is trying to find a fall guy for the reason why we're feeling crappy. That's like cumulonimbus thunderstorm clouds yeah. moving through us. But it always moves through. If you just pause and see what's going on, it's like, it's like the check. I call it the check engine light, you know? It's like... If your car is overheating, you know, you're going to, you're not going to continue driving unless you want no, to damage. Stop. What do you do? You pull over to the side <clears> of the road. You don't have to stop your life, you know, especially if you are, you know, you're at work and you have to make a living. But when you see all that anxiety coming through or that fear, when maybe there's your job is on the line or you perceive your jobs on the line, you're having all this doom and gloom for future fantasy thinking. You can just like sit still with it and be like, okay, brain, where are you going with this? You're going sideways right now. You're like, you're going loony. How many people do we know that continuously drive around with their check engine light on all the time? Uh, I know, I know, I know two people, but one of them's dead. Clicking, they they, they put a piece of tape over that light. So, right. No, no. If you're a member of the, um, yeah. Remember the show? Remember, remember Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers on NPR? Oh, yeah. the, the, The car talk. Yeah. Now, if you're a member of the um, the duct tape um, council, you just find duct tape and put it. But eventually, the duct tape is going to come off. Yeah, and the duct tape is a metaphor for for 
for techniques or strategies to calm down the mind. Sure. Meditation is great, but still, if that works for you, then great. But you can't meditate gonna, all day. You can't meditate all day, but you can understand how the system works. That even if you, you're 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 wealthy, you have a beautiful wife, and you have great kids, and you live in a nice house in Bergen County or wherever I don't know, or or LA or or in um, Malibu, you you still can have a, a go into a low mood. You still can have a crazy thinking. You still, you still feel. Can, you still feel, and when we start feeling our thinking because it, it feels so real, our ego, our ego, which is also made up, chimes in and says, "You know, you need to do something about that." Yeah. How? Yeah. How dare they talk to you that way? And that is the brain, again, erroneously thinking that thought can keep us safe. Now, obviously, if you're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger, you get that noradrenaline rush. You get that, you know, the the, the, the primitive system in the brain takes over. That's where that's for. But most of the time we're not being chased by a saber tooth tiger. No. No. You know, most of the time we're we're talking to nice people like Daniel. Or most of the time we're we're just interacting at work or our kids. But sometimes to, due to no fault of our own, it's cuz it's all psychologically innocent, we take the bait and get caught up and get yes. sucked into the nonsense. I do, you do, we all do. And it's just part of being human. But the next time that happens, we see it. Like someone cuts us off on the freeway, right? Um, that happened to me a couple of days ago. I didn't get any sleep because I had another podcast I was on. And I'm real, I'm still very anxious doing these podcasts. Um, you know, I'm still anxious now doing it. And, uh, and um, I was, so I was, I didn't get any sleep. I had to go to, to, um, I think it was to the supermarket. I was on the freeway and it was like a Monday late, like almost towards rush hour. And, and some guy in a, you know, I think it was a BMW cut me off. It's always the BMWs, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's always a, it's always it's right. It's, yeah. It's, it's always a guy. No, it, it, I don't know what it was. I don't remember what but he cut me off. And all of a sudden I, I, my, my, I could see that it was like a devil on my shoulder. It was the ego starts yelling. It's like, how dare this guy? He put your life in danger. Who does he think he, I mean, I started getting really anxious. I was really, really like, you know, on edge. And then I saw it like, oh, I don't need to like, I don't need to take on that thinking. I don't need to believe no. it just because it's a thought. I mean, that's crazy. Like, why would I like chase after this guy in my car? Because he cut me off. Because the other guy, maybe he was rushing his daughter to the hospital, or right. maybe he, he was just in a rush and he was psychologically, you know, he was innocently just not paying attention. He is human, but our brain plays funky tricks on us. Sure. Well, we were we were taught to do, yeah. I, I and they were taught, and they were watching on the, yeah, yeah they got some jerk off, you know, he was a jerk. Yeah. I, I had a, a same instance like that, though, uh, about two months ago where a guy, I pulled out into traffic and he, sh he was coming around the bend and then I pulled out and then he just kind of stopped. So I said, Oh, he's letting me in. So he let me in. And then he followed me he kept, and he followed me all the way around a whole parking lot. I let my, my, my wife out and then I followed, I oh, went wow. around the parking lot, and then he followed me. And then my wife said, called back and she says, that guy still following me? I said, yeah. She said, come back here and pick me up. So I went and picked him up. He followed me all the way back around. Mm. I stopped and, 
She got in the car, and then he, then he did the thing where he pulled up next to me and rolled his window down, and I said, can I help you? And he said, yeah, you're back there. You're impeding traffic and all this, all this stuff, and I got it on video. And I said, okay, well, that's good because uh, I got my video on camera going on my car as well. And he started calling me all kinds of names and all that, and I said, uh, are you done? <laughs> and, he, and I smiled. I said, are you done? And left. And he said, you're busy, this, and you're busy. And I said, okay, I guess you're not done yet. So uh, I let him go on, and then I said again. He said, well, I got you on video camera. I said, good, I got you on video camera. Called me all kinds of names. I'm going to report you to the police. I said, that's fine. Go right ahead. I'm okay with it. And, uh, and, he, and then he said, then he stopped the man. I said, are you done? And he said, Ugh. and then he shut his window and took off. And my wife said, I think he's I'm, done. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of you. I said, why? She said, because you just three or four or five years ago, you wouldn't have done that. I said, but now you just, I said, yeah, because. What well, can this I is do? what you saw, Daniel. Can I be your, can I be your why? mind's eye? Why am I going to make his anger turn into my anger? It's because I wasn't angry. So well, you saw more than that. Yeah, you saw more than that. So you you saw his, you, at the moment, you know, you were. I mean, you were caught up, just like I would be. Sometimes we all are. He was but trying to at, at some point, but but hours later, I think you might have had compassion for him because he was yeah. not being. He was caught up in a whole like bevy of thinking. He was yeah. just swimming in some thinking and it was nothing to do with you. It never is. No. And, it, and once we let it, our thinking settle, because our thinking always settles. Our operating system up here, our computer, our brain has this built-in control alt delete, you know, control alt delete on your computer that automatically resets itself, refreshes the thinking. So new thinking can come through, but we don't wait. We, we don't, we're not patient enough sometimes. And we all take the trap. We all, do that sometimes. But once we see it, the system's designed, like that guy, I bet you three hours later, he completely forgot what happened. And he's probably calm and he's smiling. He's joking. Like the, like the little kid, like my well, niece. He turned into his regular self again. Because that wasn't him. That's a whole bunch of thinking and, and that's all a bunch of heavy thinking going on in his head. Just yeah. like, and, and, and no one likes to be yelled at. No one likes to be threatened. No one likes to be, you know, that's, it's, it's not fun. But once you see the psychological innocence in it, now I'm not saying there's consequences for actions. Like um, I, I um, some of my colleagues that are coaches go into the prison system. You know, they they um, I worked brilliant. In, I okay, worked so, for six years in medical. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so can you imagine, so Daniel? You love this story. So um, there's this brilliant coach um, that goes. You know, initially. And all these coaches, these transformational coaches, they went through their own kind of epiphany, like the, where they really saw like what's important. Like they have a moment like where they drop into the present <clears throat> moment and then they really see their wife for the first time or they really see their kids for the first time and they start to cry because they're so, they see what you see, right? Um, so this, this, these, these two coaches go into the prison system with Sid Banks, who those of you, you can Google him. He wrote a book called The Missing Link. And, you know, he, this is not some cult. <laughs> In fact, Sid Banks didn't want to be video tape recorded until like the last seven years of his life. Wow. He gave everything away for free. So, you know, this isn't, he wasn't some kind of 
This isn't some money-making thing. He's the real deal, okay? Um, they go into this prison. I think it was San Quentin. It was a serious prison. Like, real prison, yeah. Max, Ma I don't know how they, maximum security. And he, he, they go into this room with like three or 400 prisoners. And these are like lifers. These are like, you know, people that have done some pretty terrible stuff. He gets, on, gets up on top of a chair and he screams, you're all innocent, but you just don't know it. Now, he's not pointing to the fact what they did at the right. time was terrible. They killed, they murdered somebody or they, uh, you know. But at that moment when they did that, they were caught up in a level of thinking at the time that they thought at that moment was truth which we know it's not truth, which you know that when we're caught up in our thinking, when it's, too, when it's heavy, when it's distorted by our, the cognitive lens of, of, of uh, when our brain goes sideways, when, we're re we're, when we react to things, when we're angry, when we're short with people, or, or when we are doing things that maybe are not you know, safe for society, like robbing a bank or something like that, that we think is right at the time, all that thinking settles, but there are consequences for actions. You know, if you rob yeah. a bank or you hurt somebody, you should go to prison. I mean, obviously, but that doesn't mean now while they're in prison that they still have to suffer in their in, in right. They don't have story. to continuously run that through them and, and turn right. them in and keep themselves into that person. Uh, yeah, the, uh, like that song back in the nineties: uh, "Free your free your mind, and the rest will follow." They, I they love can, that song. They yeah. can let go of all that stuff if they choose to, and and choose not to be that person that they were imprisoned for that's all and 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 interesting enough you know they once they saw what who you know their true nature their true north that that underneath all that thinking about being a prisoner and being incarcerated and being and being in prison for life once they really saw what's true versus what's being made up by the brain once they take off these vr glasses of the matrix and get present they feel free. And in fact, after that, that prison program was completed, prisoners felt freer than the, the guards working in the prison. People, these prisoners felt freer than people on the outside because they got it. And yeah, was, I, and I can tell you just from, a, from a experience from working in the prison, um, that's, that's work that they would, they would really need to do on themselves as well. And some of them do. A lot of them don't because uh, the prison system is very conditioning as well. Uh, they are constantly reminded of who they are and what they did by everyone who works there, uh, all the way down from the uh, from the corrections officers to to the nursing staff itself, uh, because they're around nurses all day long. I didn't realize how much they were until I worked in medical there for six years, and uh, they're constantly being reminded of who they are and what they did. And they're, and they're also being told of what their worth is and their worth is very, uh, as is pointed out to them, is very low. Um, they don't have a, it's hard for them to get a chance to come to learn to separate themselves from that while in the prison. They need to do the, a lot of it is on the outside, but and, you know, and, and, know, unfortunately. And, and, and you made a really good point because this, what these, these coaches that went in there to work with um, these prisoners, these prisoners would go in and out of that story. 
that you just shared. Yeah. They go in and out of that. So, but once they, once they understand the design, you don't have to take on that, that thinking, that, that, that story that the prison guards are telling you or the system is telling you. Right. 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 Cause and, they, but the, like, uh, yeah. I got to tell people all the time when, when, when somebody's spouting out negativity to you, you know, they, they're the singer and you're the audience. As long as you continue to be the audience, they're going to sing to you and that's what they're going to do. Right. Uh, so until you decide that you're not going to listen to it anymore and you walk away and don't let it cloud your mind because that's what they do. You know, it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, the, the example I used with driving on the freeway, it's the same thing with, in any situation that, you know, we, we, we work from a level of thinking, um, at the moment in real time that we think is real in the moment. But once we understand how the mind works, we see that when we're caught up in anxious thinking, fearful thinking, hopeless thinking that, that, and, and it feels real and it feels yucky if whether you're a prisoner doing life doing a life sentence or you're a millionaire or billionaire living in Manhattan it's exactly the same thing that you can still despite what the outside world is telling you despite what the CEOs are telling you in prison or or your fellow prisoners are telling you in prison once you see this that story that it really is made up that that you still in the present moment when you drop into the present moment in every moment of every day can still have a good feeling what sure. i mean by that is just have a good feeling and we 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 point to that all day long and and when we see it as a quiet signal as it's calm and when we see it it's 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 not some like holy moment where like there's fireworks and you know there's a bright beam of light. When we see that 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 Nirvana is is calm, that you don't need to travel to you know to Kathmandu or to you know to, or, no. to India or to Mecca. Clarity is within us. We just have to choose to accept it. That's right. That's so right. let me ask you. Yes. Um, because I was looking on your website, I was checking you out. Uh, you know, stalking you a little bit. Uh, so you talk about your story and could you tell everyone here what led you to become what you are now? Your story, because you, you talk about in your, your story, it was, it's very raw. It's very messy. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I'm going to let, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to give it, a, I'm, I'm just giving you a little tease. Yeah, I'm not going to give away a little brief. I know you yeah. don't need to go into all the details. But. Yeah. Because it, you all read it. My book's coming out in, let's see couple months i just actually found a publisher um which um had a lot of thinking around because i was really being like oh my god this is going to be you know another two years before i can get it out it's going to cost me a fortune but that's just a whole bunch of thinking again and yeah. I'm like okay you know what i'm gonna you know it's interesting because right. when people like get all caught up when I, I tell my clients if you're really 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 caught up you know even if you're at work you know what that's not a place to, to start anything that's not a place right. to, to start anything new um you know, because it's going to be a complete waste of time. When you get, when, when your thinking settles, go do your thing. So I did that. So now I'm a little bit better. So I have a little bit more confidence in myself. Yeah. Um, I'm saying I tell people all the time, uh, especially when you get into a relationship or something, uh, you, 
only you can make yourself happy, uh, but you have to become something for yourself before you can become anything for anyone else. So uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta find some solace within you before don't don't compound problems on top of problems. Uh, try to heal yourself first before you go out there. But yeah, only you are going to make things happen, you know. And you know, God helps those that help themselves. But but God already helped us. He put us here. He wants us to figure out the rest of it, and uh, in, in a good way. And God knows that all of us are perfect underneath yes, your thinking. We are. It's it's it's. It's thought gets in the way sometimes. Thought, thought is a gift, you know. And again, I'm going to circle back to to my yeah. story, but but when we see that 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 thought is a divine gift that is the bridge between the world of the form and the formless, and and you see that bridge all the all the time every with day. Your client work every day, <laughs> and and I and I and I do too for better or for worse. Um, now it's um, it's all for better, but the once you see that 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 thought is like Google Translate, sometimes, sometimes, the sometimes part is when we're, you know, wrapped up around wrapped up around the axle of our crazy thinking, and we're feeling insecure, whatever it is. When we see, you know, Google Translate, if you've ever spoken to someone, um, you want to impress them, you know, with your German, you know, and you, you type in a Google Translate, whatever, you know, um, I don't know, I love this ice cream or something. like it comes out like, and you send it to them or whatever. And they, and they respond back. What did you just say? Yeah, <laughs> I, don't what understand. You, I didn't understand. That's not real German. I don't That's think it's gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> the brain, the brain acts like Google translate sometimes because it glitches innocently. So getting back to my story um, and Google translate um, 17 years ago, something happened to me that was very traumatic um, that led me down this rabbit hole dealing with um, the criminal justice system that um, was, um, you know, I again, before I, I was introduced to this understanding um, some years ago, um, really, I thought it was going to be the end of me. I thought I had no future, no, no reason to live. And, you know, in fact, I was definitely had suicidal ideation. And growing up, you know, I, I, because that wasn't the sum total of my existence once I saw that. But right. you know, before that happened um, in <clears throat> 2005, um, I, um, you know, I had a, I was, I was going down a, a, a career trajectory. I went to grad school. I have a master's in conflict resolution, public policy. You know, I was doing some good work. I didn't, wasn't my calling, but I was actually using some of my facilitative skills as a coach to work with organizations and non-for-profits in, in the health sector um, in the environmental um, uh, public policy sector in DC, working for a couple of think tanks. And, um, you know, it, it was a project, blah, 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 blah. I was also doing marketing and stuff after that and uh, as a, a mental health advocate. But I really was kind of just roaming around, really unsure of what the heck I wanted to do. I always knew that I love people and that I love, you know, um, being that shepherd. And then I, then I, I, I became a, a, an acupuncturist uh, using um, low-level laser as the medium in uh, 2007. After this whole mess happened, when um, I came out to California in two, uh, late to the early 2006, and um, that changed everything for me because before that I was the analytical, you know, thinking from the brain, conceptual guy, 
you know, it, it, it had to be rational. It had to make, make sense. But, but all of a sudden, like, now, now let me go back a second. So growing up as a little kid to, to today, I've always been able to kind of see and hear things like, like, like you, Daniel, oh, um, <laughs> you know, better for worse. I've yeah. always been able yeah. to kind of, it wasn't like, I see dead people. You know, that movie what was that movie, the sixth sense. Or something? Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm just, I'm just like him except grown up now. That's all. You're, yes, with glad. Yes, I mean you got a cool. Yeah, see, cool you got the cool goatee though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I could never pull that off. It's you, got you know. a little. It still was dark hair. Wish I would, it looked like I ate some chocolate earlier, but not. <laughs> it looked, part of it, Daniel, but, yeah. you're hard on yourself. It looks good. So, <laughs> yeah. so, um, uh, but I always dismissed it. Like I, I really thought that I was making it all up. But that made no sense either because when when you're thinking you're making stuff up or that you're second-guessing yourself, there's a, a feeling attached to it. This feeling was calm. This feeling was – there was nothing attached to it besides just an open void, space, right? Well, um, and, it felt, and it felt good. And it felt good. In, in a, not in a, like a dopamine rush that you get from you know eating chocolate or sex or whatever. It was more like – just, these days I'll take chocolate. What? <laughs> what did you say? I'm old, so these days I'll take chocolate instead. Yes, of course, chocolate <laughs> any day of the week. Um, uh, so, so I saw that, and, and I didn't really think it meant, think of anything. And you know, growing up in in you know in a world that was based on okay, what are you going to produce for me? You know, what are you going to do for yeah. me? It was all about consumerism, okay. consumption, money, making money, and nothing nothing spiritual. And, and it was confusing to me as a little kid into to teenage years because, you know, growing up in a Judeo-Christian background, how does that make sense if it's all about producing, producing and, and, and performing and in competition and, and making, but then on, on Saturday or Sunday, I'm Jewish, but so we go to temple on Saturday, or if you're Christian, you go to church on Sunday and you celebrate the, how then is there a day of rest then after you're beating yourself up the whole week right. to, to, to pay your bills or to, to get into college or whatever. There's a disconnect there. It made no sense to me. And I was constantly like in torment over that. Like how was that? I was born with something that we all have, but I was able to just tap into it. I was able to see it probably better than like, like you, you were able to see it to, to, to harness it. I didn't ask for it. It was just what right. happened. It's and and Yeah. How how is that possible? And and then and then um, after this 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 horrible thing happened, that I'm partly responsible for it happening. I mean, um, what's on the other side of that? You know, I don't want to die, but it felt like I had no future, and it was hopeless. I I then really kind of discovered like Reiki and acupuncture, and I became. Uh, certified as a um, laser therapist. I was doing um, alternative healing and um, um, I opened up a brick and mortar practice here in Santa Barbara. And it, it basically people would come in and I would just sit with them. Sometimes we'd not say anything for like 20 minutes. You just, just nod to each other and just be really quiet. Just being. Just being us. And sharing a moment of just peace and who we, you know, dropping into to, to the moment. And all of a sudden the wisdom would come through. I would just pick up on something and it would start a conversation. And by the end of the conversation, they'd want to come back for another session. 
I wasn't trying to fix them. Now I would use, if they were coming in for a mind body issue and they wanted me to move some energy through and they were feeling stuck and they were having some symptoms, I would use my light therapy device to work on acupressure points or do some Reiki. But for the most part, it was a conversation that began this whole journey with them. It wasn't like a therapist. So how you feeling? No, they, you know, they figured out that you weren't going to bring in any of the outside influences. They, they, they figured out that you got it. You, you get it. You understand it. And you're, you weren't going to bring in the, what is we consider normal, you know, Oh, talking about your problems and all that stuff. And, they, they saw that you weren't going to do that. And, and it's interesting you mentioned that because that's how it would start out. And, and, they, they, and innocently, like we all do, especially when we're struggling with something that's pretty, pretty tough and catastrophic, we all tend to start, a, start we tell our, we share the problem, then we go into story. Yes. Story being, it, it's the story is, is, is the hyperbole. You know, it's, it's the, it's the, the soap opera after the fact. And, and, you know, I, when, I, when a client would walk into my office or even when I do with my coaching clients, I see them, I really see them. I see them for who they are, not for their temporary issues that right. are not even a problem. Or what they, they think they are. What they think they are. What they, you know, if, if, if we didn't have feeling attached to thinking, then we wouldn't see any of it as a problem. We would see it as just like a ticker tape of noise you know, in our mind's eye, but <laughs> unfortunately, um, it doesn't work that way. So, so I, I started doing this work and the coaching became even bigger. And I eventually got a gig working, um, as a private consultant, um, with one doing one-on-one -on -one coaching in, um, uh, in a residential setting, um, in both IOP and, and with recovery clients. And then it kind of got, you know, it, it mushroomed from there. And, and during that time between 2005 and today, you know, I, in a couple of years ago, um, I, I would, you know, start the, my book and then stop my book, start my book and stop my book. Then then forget about it for like another three years. Right. Um, and then something would happen. Like I got divorced, um, which was at the time very traumatic and, and um, like divorce is for a lot of us. But this took on a different spin because my ex was from um, um, from from Europe, and because of the situation that I put myself in, and and was it was an unjust situation um, for the way how it happened through the through the system, quote unquote. I was unable to petition her for um, um, uh, to, to sponsor her as a you know what do you call it. Um, to get her to get her citizenship because we were married, but anyways, oh, sure. it's a, it's a whole it's a whole mess. It's not even so so. I really had to like let go of all the the judgment and all of the conditioning about my situation. That like just like a prisoner, in moments can let go of their conditioning and really get present because that's all I had at that time. Stand, you stood up for yourself. By not standing up for myself, by by not right. by letting go of the controls, literally. And I know right. that for a lot of people listening to this, that doesn't make any. That's a, that sounds like, you know, woo, -woo spiritual stuff. But but it's not. No, it's what not. I, no. Because when you let go of the controls, I look at it like, 
if, if a pilot is if if a pilot is 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 um, experiencing a nosedive on their in their aircraft if they're if it's a big aircraft, what does a pilot do when in, in to to correct the nosedive? Say they lose hydraulics or whatever. I don't know. Just say, well, they let go of the of the yoke because the plane levels out. If you try to control and 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 hold on to the to the yoke, and you're getting all that resistance, the plane's going to crash. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be causing new uh, resistance by trying to control it. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, or, or or some people in this world, uh, uh, the way that they think, uh, they don't want to take control of it, and they would just rather cruise through their lives on autopilot. Um, but there's, there's another side always, of that. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't always help either. But when you listen to divine guidance, and I mean, I, again, that sounds esoteric and and an Instagram anecdote, but, but it's not what I mean by divine guidance is, is the quiet space. And we see when we, we, we see it all day long. Um, connecting with your soul. I'm sorry, what? Connecting with your soul. Connecting not just, your soul. just, not just uh, like I talk about your spirit guides, but actually connecting with your soul. Your soul knows a lot more where it just happens to be in this meat suit right now because you're <laughs> You're here to do these physical lessons and learn these physical lessons and fulfill a phys physical purpose. But yeah, the higher self, that they always think, oh, higher self, am I trying to reach another uh, spirit? No, you're trying to reach the one that's within you. That's right. It knows better. It, it, it knows all this other stuff that you're going through is garbage. And it's trying to, uh, to guide you to a better way. You have to, we have to learn to listen and we have to learn to follow through. We just don't. And the reason, and until we get sick of suffering, yeah, or we kill ourselves, and that's a terrible thing to say. But, but um, no, it's true. What happened with me, and what, and again, I'm going to point back to my my client in the recovery center. He was sick of suffering in his thinking. He was sick of suffering and being going against something that wasn't meant to go against in the first place, which is his temporary overwhelmed thinking about his situation, which is all made up. Even though he got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Exactly. Isn't that a, <laughs> isn't that a country song? Uh, I don't know. I probably it should not, be. I don't like country music, so I don't either. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't if you paid me, but go ahead. This, this is a total tangent, but um, there's a very gr wonderful um, folk and acoustic singer from that the area where you live. Um, I think he's from South Jersey. His name is Richard Schindel. Have you heard of him? No, we don't know everybody. <laughs> I thought you knew everybody, Daniel. I thought uh, you knew no, uh, I know a lot of spirit, but uh, yeah, they're all dead people. Well, he, he they're all dead people, right? Well, he he, um, he channels spirit, anyways. Um, so so I I saw I saw like I didn't want to. I was so tired of suffering. Like I had nothing to lose, but when I realized there was nothing, there was nothing to lose in the first place because there was nothing to fix. Right. That. that Maybe on paper, my life is a disaster. At that time, my life is a disaster. But that's made up too. But my brain is telling me something different. So there, then I'm kind of conflicted. Like, yeah, conflict wait a second. Itself. Spirit is, I mean, who I really am, this spiritual being in this meat suit, like as he meant, that's a great, that's a great metaphor. <laughs> descriptor is, um, is, 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 is in conflict with, I think it's in conflict. The story I'm telling myself about what's going on is in conflict with my true nature, which is none of that 
at all. But then once I saw that I was using my my computer, my soup, my brain, and the equipment incorrectly, innocently, because no one no one taught me how to use this. I mean, we're we're fed stuff, we're fed stimuli, you know, through our formative years. We go to school and we learn a whole bunch of stuff. Probably seventy percent of it we probably throw what we forget anyways, or we don't forget and we use it for for some purpose. Um, but we're not really shown how our equipment works in terms of how our brain really works. And we right. have it backwards. Psychology has it backwards innocently. Yes. It's not from the, we don't see the world. Our system is designed to see, to, to experience the world from the inside out, not the outside in. We are, again, and I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, we experience a world of thought. We don't experience the world as it is through the outside. We are yeah. living in a thought-based experience, period. And once we see beyond the thought-based experience and get quiet, we then can tap into this inner wisdom that we all have on offer within us. Yeah, because we don't, uh, the, the world teaches us, uh, like you said, when you were a child, you didn't understand what you were seeing and hearing and feeling because the world tries to tell us that, oh, that stuff, you, you just have imaginary friends. That's what you have. And that's all they are. And that's Many. all they're going to be. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> and so you need to get rid of that because it's not important. Uh, oh, and, and this is what's important. And then they, they teach us all the garbage of the world that they think is important because they, they want to turn it around on us. They tell us all this garbage. But then after we start, uh, what they would say is uh, being broken, being dysfunctional. Oh, and, and now that you're that our plan worked. And now what we're going to do is we're going to come in with the psychiatrist and we're going to help fix you now. So they're, they're the ones who caused the problems. And then they are the ones, because it's, it's like a drug addict, you know, I'll give you some drugs, <clears throat> but not too much, going to hold back. So you always come back to me for more. And that's what the world wants us to think that the, we, we have, they're going to let us condition us. And then we have to go back from more, for more from them so they can fix us. But, we're not broken. We don't have to be fixed by them. We can we can take care of ourselves. We can and we can do that if we allow or when we choose to allow ourselves to do that uh, and getting away from all that. And we can also choose to see our divine nature, which is yes, you know, is is when, when people, you know, when people are, for example, my my uncle just um, passed away from. Um, leukemia and, and uh, lymphoma after battling it for over a year. And he was a, a really, really, really wonderful and kind um, uh, person. And he, he uh, once, once he kind of let go of, this is, now he had, he had moments where, where he was doing good. And, and then of course something happened and unfortunately, but, but when he let go of, tri of hope, so you can, you can relax into hope because we have, and that's kind of how a lot of folks are in remission from all kinds of terrible diseases, including cancer, terminal cancer. I mean, I have a family friend who had uh, pancreatic cancer, which is, I think, the worst type of cancer, and and she's now 83 and she's in remission. It's a, I mean, call it a miracle. I call it. She she let go of hope, and when you let go of hope, there's a certain kind of calm that comes over yourself too. Sure, it's not. You're letting go of hope, and then you're, you're 
trying to, you know, you want to kill yourself. It's they're, they're you know, realizing the state that they're in and they have decided, well, it is what it is. Sure. But, the, but you can still, you know, there are cancer, terminal cancer patients that, that are happy. How's that possible? There are folks, and I, I mentioned this in one of my episodes that, you know, knowing the greatest example of, of the, 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 the sham, the game, the, the, the illusory nature of your brain's thought and thinking system when you are caught up is, is the fact that how is it possible that um, in a war-torn area, just to give you an example, um, uh, if, if say um, a family is in a, um, his apartment was just bombed and then a couple hours later, the, the, the father is helping the neighbor look for survivors. The kids are playing. The mother is cooking dinner. How is that possible amidst all this horror? Similarly, how is it possible that a terminal cancer patient have a has still has happiness, is still smiling, is still has hope, even though it's terminal, because they see what you and I see. They see the illusory nature of it all, the story. And once you see that the brain's concocted some kind of story about your situation that it's not truth even though it feels that way man it's so liberating yeah Uh, they they experience the clarity of it and and what it really is and not all the uh the garbage that they want us to believe it is and 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 also gives us freedom to when we do get like i get caught up soon i i forget you know we all forget who we are and then we start going down the gravy train of and start believing our crazy thinking. But then we remember again, you know, it's like, and that's okay too. So, you know, there's, this isn't, there's not like, like these are the principles, the three principles, mind, thought, and consciousness. This is how it's, this is no, it's how the system works, but you're still, you know, life's a context, but you're going to get your knocks. So you're still gonna, you know, get caught up in, 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 in the racket called, um, you know, you're thinking when you're, when you're caught up and scared sometimes. Yeah. But well, it's not meant to be easy. If it was, what would be the point? Well, that the brain thinks it's not easy. And then the, it's interesting. Like it, it, it's, it, it is, it feels difficult when we're in our thinking, when we're caught up in some heavy thinking, but then it feels easy again. Yeah. When we're, when we're in the present moment, the, the other, the great example, um, of that is what it's always back and forth (laughs) back and forth is is, you know there's um um i heard this story about um this guy uh, who had suffered from bipolar you know bipolar disorder manic depression most of his life and all of a sudden and he was working with some um i think with sid banks and another coach and this is years and years and years ago uh, probably 35 years all of a sudden he experiences complete calm and he doesn't know why he's not, you know, it's not from his medication. It's not from therapies getting from his, his psychologist. And, and he's like, you know what? And he starts, he stops believing his thinking, right? He, he, he really, he sees what we're talking about. He, he sees it that, that he's not like this all the time. He's not bipolar all the time. Just like you're not, you know, schizophrenic all the time and you're not by, you know, you're not, Histrionic all the time, or you're not borderline, whatever it is. And and he goes to his therapist. He's like, you know what? I think I'm going to quit. 
right? And and um, the therapist says, "No, no, 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 no. You can't quit. You know, <laughs> not on me. you're not you're not there yet. You know, it's not that simple. And and the you know you, you know it's it's just this this disease is serious. You yeah. know, mental uh, illness is serious. Uh, you know, you, cool. we got a lot more work to do, right? Yeah, control. The, well, innocently, you know, because he was the, the therapist was concerned about the patient's sure. welfare. Sure. Right. Um, and, the and, and the patient said, well, if I'm experiencing this calm and I'm not cycling and I'm not, you know, cycling in my, in my, um, thinking and I'm not too high, I'm not too low and I'm just myself and I see what, what's going on and I'm just able to see it. And I'm not, I'm not taking the bait sometimes. And maybe sometimes I do. Why is it serious then? If, if, why, why do you think that, um, you know, I need to stay the course if I'm, I already see what's, how the, what the brain's doing and, and why I'm not like a slave to it. I don't have to believe my bipolar thinking or whatever. And, and, and the therapist says, well, yeah, but you know, maybe you're seeing that now, but in, in a week from now, you might have an episode and the, and the, and the, and the, and the client, the um, patient says, well, yeah, but if I do, see that episode coming i'll just see it i'll right. just see i it. might have an episode i might not <laughs> but but the more i see that i might have it the more that i see the illusory nature of it and and the more i'm able to sit with it um now i'm not there are people that are suffering with all kinds of mental health issues um and and medication works for some folks because it you know it's it's like training wheels it calms down the noise yeah. And that's okay, but to to keep someone lock, locked into this conditioning because right. the the therapist is using his analytical brain, which is not helping at all, innocently trying to help this patient, saying, "No, no, no! Look, look, look! You've been you've had this for how many years? What do you think? One day it's going to go away? Go away? <laughs> but it's, it was never there in the first place. <laughs> it was never right. there in the first place." I mean, if, if someone told me about ADHD, um, I would just, and no one said, you know, you need to take this medication and see a therapist and, you know, do it this way. And, and, you know, it's going to be, it's a problem that you're going to have to deal with. If no one said any of those things to me, I would never have, I would never have any of that kind of thinking. Right. You would just thought whatever you were going through, you were going through and just tried to avoid it. And or, or, like it's yeah. 20 or just recognize it as a neurotype that, that I'm not, that I have moments that I'm, you know, impulsive or, um, you know, meandering into the ethers when I'm uh, distracted or, um, um, overstimulated and seeing that, that, okay, that's a, that's a sign that, that I need to kind of like take a step back and put the engines in neutral and maybe sit in my cubicle at work or whatever I'm doing to make a living and just like, okay, brain, you're going places. I just need to take a, take a break for a second. Again, it's not. I'm not saying it's that simple, but I'm also saying it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's, uh, but we come out with all these labels for what everyone is, or, or we tell people what they are, and then then when we start thinking about the label, then that's when it. Oh well, maybe I am that. Maybe I, yeah. That's their that's their conditioning. That's their that's their way of telling you, because because uh, just like with religious control, they they want to tell you how to live your life the way they want you to live it. 
Oh, and give them 10% because, you know, they don't want to work a real job. But, uh, but uh, yeah, when the world is telling you how to live your life because they want to label you this uh, and they tell you enough, you'll start to believe it. They'll condition you into it. But you don't have to let them do that. If you choose not to, you you can figure things out on your own uh, if you, you know, if, if you want to do that. A lot of people don't. They just let it go and go, oh, well, that's just me. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Be okay you know, with being you. And you know what? For when you're when you're dealing with that, when you're in that kind of soup, in this in that a situation like that, we all have been there, and we, and we may continue to be there occasionally now and again. It is it's as hard as your brain will never wrap around this because it doesn't know how to because it's it's trying to keep again trying to keep you safe and trying to find. Uh, ways to keep you safe by being reactive or whatever is, is when that happens, when someone, when there is a form of control, like the therapist innocently trying to keep this patient from doing harm to himself is going to be protective and, and think, you know, work from a analytical perspective or, Oh yeah, because look, it happened. You know, you've been, you've had been on this, this, you know, you've had this issue for, this disorder for 25 years, you says, I'm just going to go away kind of scenario. I, I, I find for me, um, having, and again, this may not be for everybody. For me, it works. It's just for folks that just don't see, just can't see it at that moment. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just caught up in, in their thinking about it. Um, I, I just have, for me, compassion helps. Yeah. Initially that was like, I was going against my own thinking. Um, but then I, I kind of, I, compassion helps. Like when I was dealing with my, you know, it was an unjust, what, how it went down with my, my, um, experience with, uh, um, uh, with the criminal justice system was that initially I was angry and, and I can't believe, you know, my life's over and I can't believe they, they did this to me. And, but then I saw it like, no, I have a lot of thinking around that, but that's not true. You know, I eventually will be okay. I know I will be okay. Right. Cause I'm resilient just like everybody else is. I know my true state is, is resilience and, and hopeful. I just have a lot of crazy thinking on board about it. It turned from anger, um, um, you know, hopelessness to, um, compassion for, for, for the, for the system. And it was so strange because like anyone would say, you know, well, look what they did to you. Like, look, you know, look, look at what happened. Like, look what was the end, end result. Um, but yeah, but the blame the, game, the blame game, but blame is also like a whole bunch of crazy thinking. Yeah. Blame is not fun. And it's, that's not our no. true nature, but compassion is. Yeah. Even, even, I mean, like, for example, I don't know if, have you read the book, Man Search for Meaning? I'm sure you have. I mean, I'm not a reader. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I'm barely a reader because I've, you know, I, I have an attention span of, um, of a lab read, but yeah. Me um, too. <laughs> yeah I, I, so there's a, a, Victor Frankel was this uh, psychiatrist who was a Holocaust survivor who whole, his whole family was murdered in, in Auschwitz um, during the Holocaust. And uh, Victor Frankel was also in the camps and he wrote a book about, about it called Man's Search for Meaning. And, and this is a guy whose entire family is wiped out by the Nazis, right? Um, these are people that want, 
these are people that wanted to kill his whole family. And he didn't even know why. And he's in Auschwitz as a young man. His wife was murdered. His whole family, his brothers and sisters, gone, wiped off the face of the earth. And he found that finding meaning in every minute of every hour of every day is what saved his life. That folks that lost hope died. That 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 it wasn't a guarantee, but if you could find meaning in everything that you did, even at the, in the hands of, of these murderous thugs, um, the chances of you surviving this would be much better than if you just lost hope. Con sure. The other part of it was his, his, his degree of empathy and compassion for his captors, which is, you know, you and I were like, are you kidding me? If someone murdered my whole entire family and I'm being tortured on a daily basis and, and I'm, and I'm hungry and, and I have no food and I'm, basically naked in the cold with hundreds of thousands of other prisoners that, that are dying around me because of these people. It's, I mean, you know, our ego and our, our brain is going to like go into survival mode and say, you know, I'm going to kill these folks. And that's our, that would be our, 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 our animalistic instinct. But instead of him just, you know, trying to find ways to, to be, to, you know, to, to lash back at these people, at these, these prison guards, he, he had compassion for them. He found compassion for the, for them. And because, you know, they're also human and through their own condition, they led them down this path and through the circumstances. Right. So those two, those two, those two variables really resonated with me, which led me to the three principles to this work that I'm doing because of the fact that even in the worst kind of situations, we, you know, we, we still have this ability to find compassion with, for ourselves and for, for those that may have done us wrong and still find meaning in our life is, is hard as that is to think about when we're up here trying to think about it. Sure. Overthinking it. Sure. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel Jackson of Spirit Medium Daniel. Do you need clarity in your life? Do you have unanswered questions? If you're having doubts of who you can confide in, come and book a reading with me, and I will put your mind at ease and your worries to rest. www.spiritmediumdaniel.com yeah. Well, uh, we could go on for hours, and <laughs> we went out for an hour. But, uh, wow. I an think hour. we got the, the, the point across for what I was looking for. With this, this is great. Uh, uh, no, I, and I, uh, I really appreciate you being on my program. Uh, I, I wrote down some, some questions, but there's no need for me to ask them because you, sure? co you covered it all, man. Well, I, I talk too much sometimes, but I, oh, no, I, um, I enjoyed it. I, I could listen, listen to you for days. Uh, so tell me or tell the audience, uh, where they can get a hold of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, you said you're releasing your book soon, so tell them uh, how they can find that as well. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, so, for those of you that are that would like to explore this work and, and kind of get an idea of, of what I do, you can go to my website. It's uh, samledconsulting.com, or you can DM me on Instagram, samledconsulting. I'm also going to be starting um, a. Have you heard of Clubhouse? 
Danny, you would, would love yes, this. Yes, I just saw it. Uh, I just signed up for it maybe like too. three weeks ago. Yeah. I did three hours ago. Um, one colleague of mine is like, you need to get in a clubhouse. I'm like, what's a clubhouse? Is there like a secret handshake? Uh, there's, there's that clubhouse and there's another one on Spotify called Green Room as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, check it out. Yeah, and you can start rooms in there and, and strike up conversations with people. Well, I'm going to check out your room on, on Clubhouse. Oh, I haven't even uh, put up. I, I joined it and I've been so busy doing what I what you're doing right now. I've been doing, uh, I did three interviews yesterday. I have, uh, uh, I'm interviewing to you today, but I have to do an interview on. So I mean, I've been guesting on other people's shows. Uh, I've probably been on maybe 10 or 12 other uh, podcasts. Oh, wow. Just uh, talking about what I do. So have I been. Uh, have well, I, I can been understand talking? why. Because yeah, you're, you're, you're uh, heart centered and, and kind. And and a man of service that just, gets yep, it. trying to help people out. And there you didn't. Like, you yeah. didn't. You didn't pay me to say that. This is not sponsored. Oh. <laughs> this is not, right. So like, here's your five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so so it's it's an honor to be on your pocket. So so folks oh, can I reach out. It. Yeah, and I would love to get you on mine, the Fearless Now. And guys, check out my podcast too. Um, yes. I, I think if you you'll love it. Um, again, it's it's a labor of love, and I just ask you know. If you do like my podcast, if you're listening now, um, tell your friends, especially those uh, folks that need it, that are struggling right now. That, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Comments and smiley faces. Um, yeah. And Daniel, I, I want to get you on uh, my podcast as well. Because, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. I, you have you have a lot more to offer than I do because. Oh, no, know. no. We, we we all have a lot to offer. I, I, I tell everyone, you know, because right. uh, people say, oh, about your soul. and so No, you, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. That's right. What you have is the meat suit. So the soul can come here and experience the world. Meat That's puppet. Yeah, yeah, you are a meat puppet, more or less. Well, you are a puppet as long as you let the system control you. Don't be the puppet. Cut those strings loose and 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 stand on your own. You know, become the real boy, uh, like uh, like uh, Pinocchio had to do. You know, cut the strings loose and become come become who you truly are. Uh, which is that soul which, which is, that is inside of you. And let go of uh, everything else. Let go of all that conditioning and all that uh, that brainwashing we have out there. And, and uh, be, not, be your true self, your, your true powerful self. Well said. Well said indeed. I just came up with that, Sam. <laughs> you came up with that, but, but um, it's authentic and real. And yeah. From you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, thank you, All Daniel. Right. Uh, Mr. Led, uh, thank you for being on my program. Uh, thank you. Um, and oh, uh, yes. So, uh, oh, yeah. But, but before I, before we end, so yeah. so um, um, those of you that you can go on my Instagram feed, kind of get an idea of, of the you know of what I'm what I'm sharing. Um, you can DM me, and and um, also I have a I just started writing some articles on Medium.com. Uh, oh, cool. And that, you know. I like to write more than read, and that makes no sense because usually people. No, that, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I get it. And Daniel, when is your book coming out? Uh, good. Good question. I'm still. I'm so busy. I'm trying to get it written as as quickly as I can. Um, hopefully, I'll get it done within the next couple of months, and then uh, I'll see what I'm going to do from there. Probably just go to self-publish. Uh, uh, and then because my, my wife and I, I go, I'm on a, uh, uh, 
I do festival circuits when I go. I go out and do readings for people. That's, oh, what, wow. I, that's what I do. So uh, we, I was scheduled to do like 17 of them in 2020, but that all went away. But they're now they're coming back. And uh, we've got three of them that we're coming up to the, to do real soon. I like to do that. I have to get out and to be with people and help them that way because so much, I have so many amazing stories that come through from those. And actually, I'm going to put some of them in the book. And I want to. I want you to, if you if you're okay with it, share some of your amazing stories um, when you come in my. Oh, I don't put you on the spot there, but. Oh no, no, absolutely. I like to be put on the spot because uh, that's where when all the information I have stored uh, likes to come out and, and uh, it'll get people to realize uh, again ab about true, uh, true spirit and, and what we truly are uh, instead of just what the, the world wants us to think that we are because we're just not that. Yes, All right. Uh, you, so again, I'd like to thank you again, uh, it's, Sam, it's an honor. Uh, for being on my show and uh, I hope everyone uh, gets to go out and enjoy their day Enjoy their beautiful weekend and have a great day. And I will see you again soon on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Me. For more information about Sam, please visit his website at www.samledconsulting.com. Thanks for watching and we will see you next time on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson.